Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this Thursday, the 13th day of September. A lot going on, so we'll get to it. Obviously, the news about David Wright, uh, you heard, I guess, maybe some of it if you were listening to the fan. should have heard it live, but you didn't, but you did at least heard some of the audio. Uh, I will replay some of that for you a little later in the program if you didn't hear it, so I will play it back for you later on in the program, uh, the, uh, the key parts of what Wilpon and Wright said. And here's the essence, because there was a little bit of, just a little bit of, mis- not mystery, but just a little, you know, you know, shell game going on. David came out and told you after Jeff spoke that he will be activated for the last homestand. Whether or not he plays in any of those games, maybe pinch hits, he will start the one game on the 29th at third base. And he said to you that the way things are, he realizes that he's reaching the end. He did not, and I think this has more to do with business, contracts, insurance, and everything else. He told you he was going to be activated. He told you he has no future, that he's not going to get better, but he did not retire today. He never used the word. He did not officially retire. Officially retire would mean he doesn't play any more games. We know he's coming back to play at least one more game, maybe more. He might pinch hit before that. He might even play before that. Who knows? It might be a nice sunny day, and he says, I want to play. I don't know that. But he did not on purpose, and I had tweeted that out a while ago, that he was going to be activated but would not officially retire today, and that's exactly what happened. He did not officially retire, but he told you that without having to, you know, he told you goodbye. In essence, hey, Now, did he leave the door open that if he felt amazingly better? Maybe an inch or maybe one-tenth of one percent. But in essence, he said goodbye. He was emotional. 
He said never. He doesn't. He can't get better. He can't get through it. It takes him, you know, forever to get ready to play a game. He did not look good when he played. So the Mets are allowing him to go out the right way. Nice of them to do that. They don't have to. This could turn ugly in a lot of senses. It didn't here. They wanted to be part of the organization going forward. You know that they'll give him a day sometime early next year when he finally does officially retire, which will probably come in the offseason. He did not, on the line, did not, and they want you to know that, officially retire today. That's important for whatever business or insurance or whatever they're doing, or whatever the relationship they have, and what, that's their business. Who cares? You know, what do you care? What, what, who's getting what and what pocket it's going in? I mean, don't worry about that stuff. Bottom line is you get to see him again. As a Met fan, I, I would think you're going to go out there and fill the stadium for him that day. It'd be nice if you did. He'll play the game on the 29th, and then he'll ride into the sunset sometime during this offseason. So they gave him a chance to have his moment. It has been frustrating. He has not looked good in his return. The Mets admitted that. They stated that a couple of days ago, that he did not look good. He had not gotten better. Things had not improved. It also took him forever Absolutely took him forever to uh, to prepare for games. Uh, Eddie C., who I'll pop up along the way here, is very close, uh, very close to David. And I know he told Eddie that he just wanted to get back on the field, that it was important for him, and that he'll just basically take it from there. But he wanted to get back on the field, and the Mets allowed that to happen. That's really what this is about. He wanted to get back on the field. It's not easy for him to get back on the field. This has not gone well for him. It's been very frustrating for him, very tough for him, very painful for him. Uh, It takes him a very long time to even get ready for a game. But he wanted to get back on the field. He's gotten back on. He will get back on the field. He will have his moment. Hopefully it's a nice one for him. He's earned that. And then he will eventually officially ride off into the sunset. And the Mets as they told you, would like him to be a part of the organization uh, in what capacity he wants to do that. And I, I don't know that David Wright wants to, you know, be a coach or a manager. Remember, you got to put in a tremendous amount of time. A lot of the athletes who have made a lot of money, and David has made a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of those athletes don't want to be coaches and managers anymore because they don't want to put in the time. They've made a ton of money, and they don't want you got to put in a lot of time you got to put in a lot of months and a lot of hours, and they don't want to do that. And forget it for coaches. They don't want to do that because the coaches for guys who didn't make as much money and need to get paid. That's the guys who are coaches. The guys, the big stars, they don't want to be coaches. They don't want to put in that grunt work. They just don't want to do it. Maybe one or two of them want to be managers. The managers get paid a lot better, but still, some don't even want to do that. So where is future lies, we'll see. But right now, in the immediate future, all as a Met fan you need to know about is that obviously the end is near. And number two, you will get to see him one more time at the minimum. He will be activated for that entire homestand. He will start on the 29th. So that's where we are today uh, with the Mets. No surprise, no real surprise there. When we said yesterday there'd be an announcement today, this is what we were expecting. We've been hearing this for weeks that this would be the way they would go out. You know, that it would be something along this scenario. So now that they have officially done it, there we are. We move on. Two things. Number one, I will be at the uh, at the Terry Bradshaw event tonight at the Tiller Center. I don't know if they have tickets left. They might. If they do, go check it out. 
I will be there. It's 8 o'clock at the Tiller Center. Number two, I want to thank uh, Bruce Beck. I had a family thing this morning, and I every year I do the FDNY Foundation 9-11 breakfast. I've done it every year since 9-11. Uh, they had it today at the New York Athletic uh, uh, Club, and I couldn't make it. I had a family thing to deal with early this morning. And Bruce Beck was nice enough to step in for me and do the job. They texted me that he did a great job. Bruce is really good at that stuff. So I thank him for doing it. I want to thank him publicly for doing it because he did a great job. It was nice for him to fill in for me. So I appreciate him doing that. He's, he's good at that stuff. He's, uh, you know, uh, he and I have both you know, at different times done the same event a couple of times, and I've seen him do it, and he does a good job. So I asked him to fill in for me today on this when something came up. So uh, I appreciate him doing that. I just want to thank him publicly for doing that. I didn't have to do it. So thank you, Bruce, for that. Um, uh, I got something else to tell you that what we did today, but I'll tell you that. I promised I'd save that till 4 o'clock, so we'll do that a little later. We'll get to that. And then after a quick break, and we'll get some people on about right. I cannot get right yet because of the still met thing with the stations. And I can't. So uh, I hope to have them soon. I cannot get them today the way this is working. I try, but right now they're still, we're not there yet. We're moving in maybe to a new direction with them as far as guests and everything, but we're not there yet. I tried today, but we weren't able to do it. We'll put somebody on about David. I'll put Eddie C on about David also because I tell you right now, Eddie's been around David more than anybody, and Eddie is very close with David. So I, we'll put Eddie on, and maybe we'll try to get a Terry Collins or a Willie Randall, someone like that on about, about David also. When I come back after a, a quick break, I want to talk about our beloved New York Yankees. All right, it is the 13th day of September. The Yankees have the day off. They are on their way home. After being odorizzied last night, they find themselves with Oakland playing today, find themselves one game up as far as the home field goes for the wild card. I still, although I couldn't get Boone to say he was out of the division race, I don't think he's harboring any more thoughts about it. But I want to say this. On this 13th of September, after watching last night's latest debacle, that I think this might be the worst 90-win team the Yankees have ever had. Now, the Yankees, in their illustrious, glorious, unmatched history, have had 62 teams, an amazing 62 teams win 90 games. Sounds mind-boggling as a number. Many of those won 100 games. Some of those are the greatest teams that have ever played. Some of those that I have even seen. But this now has become and is quickly becoming one of my least favorite, hard to watch, can't stand the sight of them, 90-win Yankee teams I've ever seen. Now, lucky for them, there is such a thing as a wild card, despite all the whining about the wild card format. You're lucky there is one. Otherwise, the Yankees are already figuring out where they're playing golf or fishing or hunting in October. They have a game to play because there is such a thing as the wild card. Many of those Yankee teams through those glorious years didn't have that. The Yankees of the 80s, so to speak, who won more games than any team in the American League in the 80s but did not make the playoffs after 1981. 
Those teams finished second how many times and got nothing. But that's not the point. The point is this. I'm sick of this team. I can't watch it anymore. I don't like it. I don't have a good feeling about it. Aaron Boone keeps talking about wanting to thump somebody. Well, what happened to Jake Odorizzi last night? How can that guy no hit you or almost no hit you? How can you have another night like last night? Here's Oakland climbing right over your back, putting up a 10 spot. How about when Oakland flashed that 10 spot on the board? You really responded to that last night. <laughs> I mean, enough already. I'm telling you, I can't stand the sight of this group. I don't like anything about them. They've kind of just gone through the motions. They're 29 and 26 in their last 50 games. I understand they've won 90 games. They're probably going to win 95 or 7 or 8 or not. Who knows how many they're going to win? They're going to win some more. They've already won 90. They're going to the postseason. More and more, they're on their way to Oakland, but they're going to the postseason. But I'm just tired of watching it. I don't trust them. I don't like them. They seem almost listless. They almost seem resigned to these outcomes. You get the best players. The best players judge, and he's hurt. Chapman, who's a key guy, you can't even trust his injury, and you can't trust him because this year, you know, too much of what we saw, the Met game, the Sunday night Red Sox game where he just both times just lost it. I mean, games like that where you just, there's nothing about this team. The bullpen should be locked down, should be crazy good. It's not. This team has power and depth and length of lineup. It should be overpowering. It's not. It's just the, the starting pitching talent. Yes. Is there guys who can throw a good game? Yes. But do you believe in any of these guys where you can trust them, you know, with, with your life on the line? And I have no reason. Hap has not given us any reason to doubt anything he's done so far. He's been that good. But you know what? Still, I just don't have any faith in this team right now. I need to see some fire. I need to see some spark. I need to see something. There's too many guys who strike out all the time. You know, Stans are most almost already struck out 200 times. Judge, if he had stayed healthy, would have struck out 200 times. Two guys in the same lineup striking out 200 times is a lot, especially when you're going to sprinkle in like five other guys who all have struck out 100 times or more. They got like seven guys strike out 100 times, maybe more, at least a seven. Sanchez would have because he's not going to get up enough. They're not exciting. They're not compelling. They've lost all, anything they had early in the season is not there. It's just a team that just kind of just goes through the motions. Oh, we can beat anybody. This is all based on that one thirteen and 3 run when they whip the good teams that they can say, we can beat anybody. That's so long ago. Who knows if they can beat anybody? No, let's beat everybody. We've all gone on this. Uh, the Yankees are uh, great against the good teams. They were once. They were once. That was a long time ago, that stretch. That great 13-3 and three stretch coming from behind, knocking out the Astro bullpen, knocking out bullpens. You know what? Seems like it was five years ago. Can somebody, like, shake this team? Can this team just kind of 
I mean, not. I watched the game. I'm like, what is going on here? This is Jake Odorizzi. I'm not trying to pick on him, but come on. And it's all, well, look at the record. Look at the record. Yes, they have a good record. They have a good record. But it has been so long since they have played anything that even resembles compelling baseball. It seems like it was years ago. It seems like it was a, a, a just too long ago to even think about. They don't have anything right now you can hang your hat on. There's guys, they question, you question their defense in key spots. You question their bullpen, despite the fact that it has so much talent in it. But who's going to do the job? Who are you counting on to do the job? And who's going to get the big hit? All right? Gaudy, is he going to get it as he has so many times? He might not even be in the lineup. Voight, all of a sudden, Voight's Muscarin. Well, what happens if he goes back to what got him traded here in the first place? The kids, you're going to rely on the kids. The kids have talent. Andrew can stick. Torres has got a lot of talent, no question. You're going to rely on them? You're going to rely on Stanton? It's been a September to remember for Stanton. Is Judge going to be healthy? Can you even catch Sanchez in the wild card game? Are they going to play good infield defense in the wild card game? Are they going to pitch the wild card game? I'm telling you, you just get the feeling like you're going to say, where did this season go off the tracks? Now, it's September 13th. They do have time to right the ship here. They got weeks before they play that game. And more and more, now the, now the wild card's down to one. The only reason you're not worried about Tampa is they don't have enough time to make up the fact that they buried themselves early in the season. Tampa's still 10 behind. If they weren't 10 behind right now, if they were within hailing distance, you'd be afraid of them too the way they're playing. It's always look at the record, but look at the record, but look at the record. You know what? The heck with the record. The record doesn't mean anything right now. All the record's guaranteeing them is a slot in a wild card game that may very well now be played on the road. That's it. They've too long this year been relying on the record. Look at the record. Look at the record. They got the second best record in baseball. They got the second best record. The second best. You know what? Enough. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And this team hasn't looked like a good team now for a long time. And don't tell me things are getting better. I don't see it. To me, it seems like a group that just just doesn't have a pulse. Jake Odorizzi, give me a break. Back after this.